You're listening to a Military Life Media podcast. Hi, I'm Beth Rayner, and this is the Military Life Podcast Parents Edition, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, and supports the parents of military kids and ADF members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, valuing our stories, and sharing information. Let's do this together. There's everyday life, then there's a life in defence. There's nothing else quite like it. And for me, there's no other bank that understands this the way Defence Bank does. With products and services tailored for ADF members and defence spouses, 30 on-base branches across Australia and an award-winning banking app, they just get defence. But don't take my word for it. Others agree, in fact, they were recently awarded Defence Services Bank of the Year by WeMoney, a unique bank for a life like no other. Visit defencebank.com.au today to find out more. Welcome to the podcast, Bianca. Hey, Beck. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I thought we would get started by you telling us how long you and your defence member have been together. How did you meet? How did it all happen? So Ben and I have been married for nine years, um, but we've been together for 11. So we both met because I was in the Navy. um, And at the time um, he was on course and I was down visiting. So we met in Adelaide and then eventually he became my neighbour at HMAS Sterling. And then from there, we kind of just had lots of mutual connections. So every time we would go to barbecues and that, we would always run into each other. And then eventually we thought we would give it a go. So yeah, so we've been together for 11 years, which feels like it has absolutely flown by. And you were doing a gap year. So was it a a sure thing that you were definitely going to stay in defense or were you just trying it out and going to see how you went? At that time, um, that was my first posting. So I had pretty much left HMAS Cerberus. Um, I went straight to the submarine school. And then from there, I was kind of testing the waters because it was really kind of daunting, you know, stepping your feet into the real world. So you go from a recruit school where everything's very different. It's not the real Navy to exploring the real Navy. So I really enjoyed my time there and I did choose to stay on. But at that point, when we first met, I hadn't actually made that decision. It was quite difficult, obviously, both of us serving and we had a lot of friends who were dual serving. But eventually I made the decision to leave because I knew that it would be too hard being a dual serving family and also that we wanted to start having children eventually when we did get married. So you've had the experience of not only being a defence member, but now obviously a spouse and a defense family. Yeah, it's very different. And I think one thing that has pushed me to do certain things with my children is the fact that I actually don't come from a defense family at all. So I joined the gap year program because I saw it advertised at school. Um, It was flyers that were put around and I kept hearing on the radio. And at the time I thought, oh, that sounds like a really cool career move. So I applied. I remember I shocked my mum. She was completely blown out of the water when I said, hey, I'm joining the Navy. But they were also really, really supportive. So at the the time I put my degree on hold and I decided that I would um, pursue this because at the time I knew it was for, you know, 12 months and at any point I could leave if I wanted to. And I'm really grateful that I had that as a choice. What was it like going from being in the world of defence as a defence member to choosing to discharge and pursue having a family and you with a real 
realization that a dual serving family wasn't going to be for you guys. What was the difference in your introduction to actual defense life when you left as, as being a member and became a defense spouse? Honestly, I didn't realize how sheltered I was within defense. And I know that sounds a little bit silly, but I went straight from high school. So obviously living under my parents' roof to joining the defense force where they do a lot of stuff for you. You know, they provide you with housing and if you need medical and things like that, they organize it for you. So leaving defense and having to stand up on my own two feet was a little bit daunting. Just finding things like, you know, having to get your own insurance. And obviously we were quite lucky with the house because at the time we were in a DHA house and we just kind of swapped the DHA house just over to my husband's name. But it was quite scary leaving defense and obviously leaving like a secure job. But at the time it just, it wasn't for me and I wanted to pursue other careers. So I actually um, went on to do vet nursing for seven years, um, which was a job I really, really loved. And at the time was really, really passionate about. But even then that's a job that's not overly family friendly either. So from there on, I actually retrained to be an education assistant. So that's pretty much what I'm doing today. Um, But I work as a defense school mentor, which is the most amazing job. I love working with the kids and being able to help them throughout their challenges. And I think it helps because I've seen all sides of it. Obviously, I've been in defense, so I know what it's like for the parents to be away. Obviously, I didn't have children at the time, but I still understand how hard it would be to be separated. I also have my own young children, so I see how they cope. Obviously, not just at school, but at home because, you know, we also have the meltdowns and and all these kind of emotions that go with the relocating and the postings and things like that. Um, but then to be able to um, use that knowledge and be able to help the, the kids that I work with is actually it just makes me feel amazing. It makes me feel really happy that I can try and put a positive spin on things and just help them. And you've gone that one step further because you've also, along with managing your own defence children, being a defence school mentor, having a defence member that goes away and comes home and dealing with all that defence life brings, you've also decided to set up a business on the side. Can you tell (laughs) us a little bit about all of that you've now introduced into your life and you're now juggling also? So I guess it probably is easier to start with the fact that my husband has actually been alongside for the last 12 months. So it has allowed me to do a little bit more with my career. I feel like as a defense partner, we kind of are ruled by the defense, but him being home has allowed me the time to kind of pursue my passions. And one thing that I've really noticed over the last three years of being a defense school mentor is that there are really limited resources. All the resources I had were mostly American. So they had, you know, the wrong flag, they had the wrong spelling for mum. And to be honest, the terminology was completely different to what we would use over here. So the resources I was using as a defense school mentor were not top quality and they weren't what I really wanted to be using with the students. So I found a lot of the time I was making my own resources. I realize a lot of kids out there do not have access to a defense school mentor and a lot of parents don't know how to touch on these kind of subjects with their children. So I've just been developing a series of coloring activity and storybooks for defense kids. So they do range from about four to eight years of age, depending on the book. So the coloring in book is obviously for the younger children. That's because I don't want them to miss out. And I think it's really important that they can see images of defense members and things like that. So the I've had cartoons drawn up and the cartoons just aren't of defense members either. There's um, really cool pictures of like a child who is clearly doing a video chat with a parent who's away. And then I've got some fun ones where obviously the parents are coming home. So the kids, as they flip through the coloring in books, there's lots of different um, images that they will see that, they, that will resonate with them because that is 
is just defense life. So I've got the coloring in books. And then the next one is the activity book. So they're for slightly older children. They have 120 different pages. So the activities in there vary from, you know, what is the defense force, moving house. So like ways to start having conversations with them. So there's lots of different puzzles and mazes. And then it kind of goes through the motion. So in the middle of the book is a lot of activities to do with deployments and what we can do when they're away and how we're feeling. And then at the back, I have ones about discharging and also what it's like if a parent goes to become a reservist and that as well. So the activity books are quite varied um, and I've deliberately done that because I wanted these books to be able to grow with the family because at first I was thinking, hey, let's do a deployment book. But then I was like, you know what? There are so many unique challenges to defence life. It's not just about a deployment. It's not just about a relocation. And I wanted these books to be there so the kids could reach for them when they felt like they needed them. And then just to kind of bring the series together, I have created a storybook for each service. So there's one for Army, one for Navy and one for Air Force. And each book has a slightly different topic. So with the Navy one, it's about a long deployment. With the Army one, it's about a family who moves. So they start in Sydney, so obviously a big city, and then they move to a rural town. And it's all about how the child copes and what they do. And then with the Air Force book, it is an MWDU or an IRF situation. So that's the new abbreviation for um, parents living unaccompanied. So the books, although they are named Someone I Love is in the Army, Navy and Air Force, the books can actually be used interchangeably between the services because the themes in them are the same for all three services. And like you mentioned, even though there are resources around somewhat limited, it's not like, okay, you're experiencing this situation. This is the process that you should follow to help your children through this situation. It's kind of like we're uncovering these resources. And like you mentioned, sometimes those resources don't specifically fit in with what our children or our family is experiencing. So you've used your experience and your knowledge from being a defence member, but then also being a spouse, the parent of defence kids, and then also working with so many different varied situations with being a defence call mentor to bring that together to create that resource. Yeah, I just wanted to have somewhere where parents could go where, you know, if they were trying to strike up a conversation, so say you got information or you you found out that you were posting and you just wanted to start opening up that conversation just to let the kids know, hey, you know, there is a possibility that we are moving or, you know, we're going to have to start slowly packing up things. I just wanted to have resources available that kind of opened up these conversations because I know for us it is quite hard to have these conversations with your kids and you don't know how to necessarily approach them like you can't just be blunt and say hey dad's going tomorrow obviously in some circumstances things do change rapidly and that does happen but I wanted to have resources so if you had time to prepare for a situation so if you had time to prepare for a long deployment or for a posting that you had resources there where you could start to open up these conversations with the kids and just plant those little seeds and get them thinking about it that way it's just not such a big shock and it just helps them cope with these changes as well. And so what has the process been like in creating these resources? Obviously, you can have some great ideas and think, okay, well, I know that this is an issue, that this challenge deserves some resources or some attention and parents would need help through this, kids would need help through this. But what was the process in going, okay, well, these will be the the target topics that I talk about. How did you sort of go about even getting started? So I started with the main one, which is obviously the so relocating deployments and then MWDU. 
And then from there, I started with those and I was thinking, you know, defence families go through a lot more. Like obviously we have Anzac Day every year and most schools do a Remembrance Day service. So I wanted to put activities in there, but I also wanted to get advice from the community. So I'm very fortunate that I have amazing parents at my school who were able to give me tips and tricks and just ideas of what would have helped them along their way. And also I have started up a little bit of a social media. So I was like constantly reaching out to people, hey, what do you want to see in these books? Because the reality is I can make them. And if they were just based on my experience, there'd be certain things that would be missing. So I really wanted to make sure I was covering all those topics. And I guess I am extremely fortunate because I also had the students here who were very willing to help me. They were the ones who were helping me pick graphics and and putting designs and stuff together. And they really loved being involved um, in helping this because they knew that these resources were going out to other kids. And I think a lot of them have an understanding that not every child has access to a defence school mentor. So it's been really touching for me to kind of bring my local school community together to make these resources. So I certainly can't take all of the the praise because it has been a bit of a team effort with a lot of people behind me helping me. And so where do you go from here? What stage is the business at? When can people access the resources? What's happening with everything? So everything slowed down for a little while because I did have to get permission from ministers, um, but that has all been approved. The final files have all been submitted. They have actually been printed and I've just found out that they are on a cargo ship on their way to me. So the plan is for them to be put on a pre-release, which will be the 15th of November, which I know is terrible timing because a lot of people are going to be posting over the summer or over the wrap period. So I will put up the pre-sales, but they probably won't be posted or physically posted until late December, early January, depending on when they arrive at my doorstep. But for now, I am putting free printables on the website as well. So there's some colouring in sheets. There is some activity sheets for submarine kids and there's also oh, for submariner kids. And there's also some printables um, for relocating as well, because I thought they might be beneficial for everyone who's moving over wrap this school holiday period. So there are some free resources there. And the plan is to continue popping them up on the website as well, because I understand not all families have the funds to be able to buy these books. And I just don't want any kids to miss out. So obviously being able to engage the community and, you know, ask them to be part of the process and to tell you what they need and what they want has been, like you mentioned, a team effort. But the fact that, you know, you're taking into account that maybe not all families will be able to access these resources due to funding wise is an amazing thing. Yeah, I think it's really important that the kids um, do have access. So thank you so much for for acknowledging that. Um, I hope that they do help as well. Like I would love to hear from the community if there is any of your listeners who do use them, if they have any feedback or any recommendations or any things that I could change, I'd love to hear from everyone because the reality is these resources, I can only make them as good as the connections I've got. So if people are giving me input, I can change them. I can do things to help them and make sure that they are staying relevant because obviously over time things do change. To begin with, I had activities that did have the abbreviations of MWDU and then obviously in the last few months that's changed. So things like this are going to be constantly changing, which is why I want to be able to release the free printables and that as well because obviously with the activity books, they're pretty standard things that I won't be able to change in the future unless I get a new reprint of the books. But with the activity sheets, they are something that I can upload pretty fast. And of course, when something has remained the same for so many years, it would, of course, just before you're about to print change to to another acronym. So thank goodness that you got in before you sent it to print. Oh, that's just defense life, isn't it? (laughs) That's hilarious. So you mentioned before that you've obviously been working on this throughout the year, but you acknowledge the fact that you've been able to work on it because your defense member is home. What do you think would have been the process if your defense member 
wasn't home or based at home throughout this year? How would you have juggled it? How would you have managed it? Because obviously people who have a side business or have this idea or passion project that they're they really have this, you know, need to get out into the community because they know it will be so good for the community. They're going to find a way to do it no matter what. But what would the juggle have been like if your defence member wasn't home throughout that time when you were working on the business? Look, I think the resources would have been made no matter what because it's just one of those things when you have an idea and you've got to drive, you just have to do it. But obviously when your partner's away, it is hard to find the time. And I think in general, we just have to let the ball drop. If the kids are eating toasted ham and cheese sandwiches because we don't have time to cook dinner, then so be it. So I think by having him here, it's just allowed me that extra time where I wasn't having to stress about it. And it just meant that I didn't have to drag out the process because if he wasn't here, obviously our life would have had to have taken precedence. So, you know, getting everyone to where they needed to be to all the activities and things like that would have had to have been put ahead of these resources, but having him here and being able to split that load really helped. Um, and it just meant that I had extra time to get on top of them. So I was really fortunate though, um, whilst going through the process, um, I managed to do the Prince's Trust course and Frontline Labs, which are both entrepreneur courses for veterans and their partners. Both of these were amazing at helping me with my idea. And they kind of start really basic where they ask you questions like, do you have a niche? Is is there a market for, the, for whatever you're working on? And obviously at the time, I wasn't sure if there was a market. So for them to be able to help me and to sit me down and do a little bit of what we call market research and work out that what I'm spending my time on was actually going to end up somewhere and that these were actually going to end up in people's hands. So to be able to be on a course like that, I, it was amazing. And I think that's one of the perks of being a defence family. We don't always realise that there are things like this, but um, it is really important for us to use these kind of resources that are available to us. Amazing. And to be able to have that support, even though there were some roadblocks along the way, but be able to access those supports and those supports are, are free. So other defence partners in the community, other veterans can also uh, access those supports if they have an idea for a business, they already have a business that they want to grow or they want some direction on how to better their business. They can also access those supports as well. Absolutely. And for me, even just being able to connect with other people who were starting business or who were in the same industry or had the same background was actually really good because they had different ideas. They could give me different inputs. So it really kind of sparked my imagination to where this could go. So at the time, you know, I was just going to try and do a few free printables and maybe an activity book. But by going and doing this course, they opened my mind up to where this could go. Um, so I am really, really excited to see where this takes me. And I hope that the community really gets around the activity sheets and the printables and the books and things like that. Because in the future, I would like to be able to produce more because like I said, there is nothing in this space. And I think the more we can have in this space for our kids to support them, the better. In saying that, obviously you mentioned there's a cargo ship with your name on it, on its way with all your books and all your resources. How do people go about finding out about you connecting in with your community, but then also putting their name down or pre-purchasing and all of that and making sure that they access the resources once they're available. So at the moment, um, I have the Facebook and Instagram account set up. So that is just someone I love is in defense. So that's what it's called. And then from there, you can head to the website. So that's www.someoneiloveisindefense.com.au. Um, and that's where you can find the free resources. And you can also sign up to the newsletter and that there as well. I promise I won't go sending anything um, to annoy you. That's purely for the fact that when those books arrive, I can just let everyone know that they are ready to be pre-ordered or that they are being sent out. 
that's obviously amazing to hear that these resources are not very far off from defence families and defence kids being able to access them. I can't wait to hear the impact that they have within the community because, as you've mentioned, and as people listening would know when they've tried to access resources and support, these are really going to fill a need in the defence community. Yeah, and one thing I did find is the resources that are available aren't necessarily available to all different locations. So hopefully by having resources like these that are accessible, um, people won't be missing out. So what have you learned along the way? What can you sort of impart on other defence partners that you've learned along the way in this journey of being a defence partner and obviously at the start when you're a veteran? Yeah, I think I would um, just say to roll with the punches. I think that's one of the things with defence life. You know, you get your highs and you get your lows. And I think for me, you know, when you are having those days where you've got the kids screaming and nothing is going right and, you know, the toilet's clogged or whatever's happened, just know that it is a phase and somehow, somehow, I don't know how, but us defence spouses always seem to get through these things. So at the time it may feel like your entire world is crumbling, but just know, well, this is something that always always helped me is just knowing that there is an end. And I kind of try and always imagine, you know, them coming home or I imagine that we're going to go on holidays when they come back just to try and get me through. So knowing that there, there is definitely going to be highs, you know, you're going to have these amazing opportunities. You might get these amazing posting localities and you might get to do amazing things, but there will also be those lows. And I mean, just, just like life, these emotions are normal. And unfortunately we just have to roll with those punches. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Bianca, and telling us about your veteran experience, your spouse experience and your experience as a DSM, but then also creating the resources through your business. Someone I love is in defense. I can't wait to hear about the success of the resources once they finally make it off that cargo ship. Thanks for having me on, Beck. I really appreciate it. I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 